What's going on, everybody? It is your host, Rajani Rolls. You would normally hear me on the call-up, but we actually have a special announcement here. The call-up has graduated. It has got his diploma, and now, to celebrate, we are now called the War Report. We figured that uh, we would capitalize on this whole uh, Wednesday Night Wars thing. It's a big night. It was a big Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night that just happened. AOW's first show with uh, Dynamite. Then we had NXT, basically like a takeover rest NXT. And I also have a friend joining me, Cyrus. You would know him from Spot Callers. Cyrus, <laughs> what is up? How are you feeling today, man? Man, I got my hard hat on. Uh, I'm in the bunker. <laughs> the Monday, uh, no, the Wednesday Night Wars is here. It's here. Uh AEW has started. NXT is putting on a takeover on free television. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's dire out here. I came out the bunker, saw saw uh, saw some numbers. I'm going right back in. Yeah, so it's been, I think, almost or about 20 years before we had two big wrestling federations kind of going up against each other. Uh, it, mm-hmm. uh, everybody kind of, if you remember, you know, WWF at the time and WCW Nitro, where people would just kind of like flip back and forth between Nitro and Raw's War. Um, a lot of people had some expectations kind of going into this Wednesday Night War. Uh, I know it may yeah. have differed from fan base to fan base. I know with NXT, NXT had a two week head start. So. They were kind of basically trying to put their best matches forward. Uh, ALW um, basically kept on going with their being the Elite series and then the road to ALW to try to build some stuff up. I don't know how well that worked, but it definitely kept their fan base excited. So, Cyrus, what did you like? Basically, what did you expect before last night and leading up to last night? Like, how were you excited? Did you expect, like, some bigger things looking at the card from NXT and AOW because NXT basically put three championship matches up. So, yeah, uh, honestly, like, uh, NXT was just, you know, as expected, you know, uh, three great title matches. Um, Cole and Riddle was great. The three profits versus, uh, undisputed era was really good. Um, I was really surprised by the Ken Array and uh, Shayna Baszler match. Uh, I part- I wasn't like too high on Ken Array, but I-, I certainly turned around. AEW, I thought uh, they would get more of the kinks out, you know, because uh, a lot of their shows during the summer had like, you know, weird production issues, you know, weird directing, stuff like that. And it, you know, it's still there. Um but the women's match was really great, which that's all I really hoped for <laughs> going uh, going forward. Now, quick question. Did you think that, you know, there was a chance that Cody was going to lose to Sammy Guevara and Sammy was going to go against Jericho? Like, did you really buy the ruse that they were trying to do? No, because I'm not stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how are you going to say, like, oh, like, Sammy, uh, if he beats me, maybe he, uh, no, he said for sure, like, uh, like a couple of days ago, he was just like, yeah, he'll just replace me in a match. 
but it's just like like two weeks before you said that you already had a full ass promo uploaded on your Twitter account talking about how you're gonna kick Jericho's ass, and is just AEW seems to like really be blowing the like blowing their load a lot uh, <laughs> on social media like um Jericho's mysterious uh partners like you could have just kept that to the chest you didn't have to tell people what it was you know you. Could have just not uploaded that promo video, and maybe people would have bought it. That uh, Guerrero had a chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, actually, Jericho actually spoiled the uh, LAX surprise. Uh, like, why'd the you do week, that? <laughs> the week after. Yeah, the week after uh, All Out, like he did it on his podcast. He actually mentioned that they shot. Uh, promo right after All Out happened. So it was like the element of surprise was gone. And, you know, you had Cody who did a, a promo basically teasing the Jericho thing at uh, their next pay-per-view. And <laughs> teasing. Then, yeah. <laughs> like cutting a full promo on Jericho and still going to places like Collider and, and whatnot and saying, you know, like, if Sammy wins, like, he takes my spot. So... It was kind of conflicting there. There was a hot topic that I kind of wanted to touch on right before we get into the shows. I know there's this big, and I think the A-Show guys touched on it, but it's specific to ALW. There was this big thing with CM Punk, and there Mm -hmm. were conflicting things because ALW had put out a statement saying, you know, after CM Punk's comments, they weren't considering him, but on Collider uh, Live a few days ago, uh, Cody said that the door is always open. And it was kind of a little dicey week leading up to that <laughs> because you had Brandy's kind of like Twitter fits and just uh, j- just a whole bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. And it's just like people were just like, oh, man, if AEW gets CM Punk, you know, it's over. Or, you know, like AEW really needed like uh, like a hot commodity. Like, you know, uh, people predicted, like, oh, like, Rusev would really help, or uh, who, who else was, like, planning on leaving? Uh, there was, like there was definitely, like, people were saying that, you know, the Revival were definitely leaving, but oh, we all knew yeah, that wasn't like, going to happen. Yeah, that definitely wasn't going to happen. But uh, it was just, like, you know, like, CM Punk definitely would have, like, grabbed a lot of eyes, and it was just, like, now that they lost that, and... You know, CM Punk basically made them look stupid, more or less. Like, they had a huge egg on their face trying to, you know, get CM Punk to show, uh, come on their show or, like, sign him via text. Like, that's, you know, doesn't seem very professional. And then, you know, they look he out, uh, outed them to the public. You know, they look kind of silly. And now they're just like, nah, we never really, like, talked to him <laughs> or anything. And it was just like, you have Khan saying, like, yeah, CM Punk's pretty cool, or, you know, it's just like, keep, keep, keep it real, like, he made y'all look stupid. <laughs> I think it kind of... And the door is no longer open. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. Oh, well, if you believe recent reports, it's definitely not open right now. Um, <laughs> I think it speaks to, and I think we've talked off the show about this, I definitely think as they go with TV and as they build their company, they definitely need to like kowtow to some PR firm, uh, they definitely need to tighten their message up <laughs> because you'll have yeah. uh, Kenny Omega say one thing and then you'll have Cody say another thing 
and then you'll have Brandy come out and mm-hmm. say one thing, but then kind of get into like Twitter f- tats with fans. And it's okay. And back to kind of Kenny's comments about, you know, uh, NXT talent. If he was just a wrestler, that would be fine. You know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. You're doing mm-hmm. a gimmick. You are a vice president of a company. So if any, <laughs> any wrestlers and- think about jumping ship, they're not going to do it now. They're going to be like, well, you know, to him, we would be dark matches to him. So, like, why would we go yeah. to ALW? You you really screwed the pooch on getting, like, high, uh, you know, other talent to come on, uh, come aboard and be on, uh, be on the show. And I do think, like, yeah, him being a wrestler and then him being a vice uh, VP, I think it, people are giving him too much leeway because... You know, Kenny Omega can say any dickhead, whatever BS that he wants, and then people could just be like, "Well, he was in character. He didn't really mean that." Like, what are we doing? <laughs> be like, be professional, or like, kind of be clear on like, you know, what are you doing as a performer? Like, uh, I definitely think like Kenny Omega as a vice president should not be like, you know. A TV thing or like you know kind of like an authority quote-unquote figure I think uh, anything that we see from Kenny Omega right now like from interviews or like him doing like podcast stuff I definitely should think uh, it should be the character because everything else is just going to be taken out of context and you know just I'd say let Brandy Khan and Cody do most of the talking about the brand honestly yeah, I, I definitely think while it kind of like Brandy can kind of go off the cuff sometimes, I definitely think that, like you said, Tony, her, and Cody would be the best kind of like giving out the AOW message. That seems mm-hmm. to change a lot, but you know, like if they can kind of like sit down in the rooms, like, no, this is what we're doing. Kind of like with Tony's comments this week, you know, like he's like, ah, we're kind of trying to do our their thing, and then he'll. He kind of like slung mud and says that, you know, he watched Extreme Rules and there was no way it was better than what they did with a fight for the Fallen or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> like I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Like, and like still, like to this day, we still think like, well, I know like a lot of people that are just like, stop trying to, you know, fight WWE and try to kind of like be your own thing or like, you know, establish your own brand rather than, you know, the brand that wants to take over like, or like beat WWE, you know, like, uh, develop your own kind of character or your own style. Like, and you'll be different from WWE no matter what. Yeah. We will definitely touch on AOW's first show in a bit right now. We are going to get into the NXT show. It was yeah. billed as like a takeover <laughs> show. Basically, they led off with the, champ- the NXT Championship match between Adam Cole and Matt Riddle. Um, the first thirty minutes of this NXT was commercial free. I don't think that's insane. Any- yeah, which I don't think that there's no coincidence there. Um, <laughs> of course, uh, this match, takeover type match, it was balls to the wall. I definitely it is definitely for me. It was definitely in the four scale. I, I love how they Adam Cole has really impressed me because he it seems like he could really work well with anybody. 
and Matt Riddle. Yeah. I mean, like he's just a natural star. They both traded off over and over again, and it just seems like it would just kind of peak and peak and, and keep going. But Adam Cole retained. Um, like I said, I thought it was a really, really good match. I, I love what I saw. Fantastic. What do you think? What did you think about the match? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I love both of these performers. Uh, both of them could just adjust to like any situation that they're in. They both have great ring awareness. Uh, their styles are like some um, one of two of my favorite styles. Like I love Matt Riddle's, uh, you know, submission brawler kind of style, and Cole's just trying to like stay alive because Matt Riddle was, you know, locking every submission that he had. Oh in, yeah. Uh, on Cole, I thought it was really good. Uh, the non-stop, non, uh, no commercial breaks really uh, helped the match out. Yeah, uh, there there was actually an instance where like Cole went for the last shot, and then Riddle countered it. And then there was another one where like Cole countered it with a Panama Sunrise. Like it, the end of the match mm-hmm. was crazy, but. The post-match angle was actually even crazier because we have a NXT returning champion coming back. Yes, Finn Balor is back in NXT. What is going on? I didn't even. I, <laughs> I did not see that coming. I thought that he was yeah. definitely going to stay on the main roster, but obviously he was there, and he presumably is going to challenge Cole. So. What do you think? Well, uh, well, he uh, could be. Well, maybe we'll see. But. I th- I think it's more of just like having his presence known, and he would probably like work with some other guys, and then you know, then probably work his way up to Cole. Because uh, I do think it'd be really weird for you know him just to come in, challenge Cole, and then you know, kind of look weird if he didn't uh, if he lost the Cole. <laughs> Yeah. Or like you know, any way around. Like I don't, I don't know what they plan on doing. Like uh, with that so far, uh, I definitely think Balor should have gotten an interview by somebody at some point during the show. But they interviewed, uh, <laughs> they interviewed Cole instead. But yeah. I definitely think, uh, I definitely had more interest in what Finn Balor like had to say or what his intentions are coming back to NXT. So with Riddle losing. Um Obviously, there's going to be the speculation with next week being the draft. Is he going to, he's mm-hmm. going to be the is he going to get the call up? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I I personally think that Riddle's one of the guys that doesn't really need the NXT title. Like he's mm-hmm. already a made man. I think it, and there's been reports made, that made man before he even like became a wrestler you know oh yeah so like if you were if you were to move him up to like a smackdown or a raw i think he would be money so i think to me i think that this was kind of a send-off i think that he's going to move up to the main roster what do you think do you think that this is uh it's his time here um i definitely think uh like before the draft, you know, he probably have like a couple more matches in, you know, kind of do like the Ricochet and Alistair thing where they're kind of like working both for a little bit. And then, you know, he'll just like fully transition over. Like probably like before war games or something. Yeah, 
Because war games, like, if you are looking at, like, an Undisputed Era, it's kind of crowded in NXT right now. So, like, somebody would definitely benefit of moving up. So the second match yeah. we had was e- was a, a really good Io Shirai and Mia Yim match. Mia definitely redeemed herself from uh, the uh, takeover <laughs> match from Baszler. Io, yeah. like I said, like I've said before, her heel work is is great. And she's definitely setting yeah. herself up whenever Shayna Baszler moves up. We don't nobody really knows. But um whenever she'll be the number one heel there. I, I really did like this match. Yeah. I, I liked how it ended. I, I liked, you know, Mia kinda uh, getting fired up too. Um Yeah. yeah they're 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 working the kinks out. Uh I really like this match a lot. Um both these shows, uh, no, not uh, AEW didn't have it, but uh, NXT definitely had a lot of picture to uh, picture. To picture yeah. uh, this whole show, so like commercial break, you know, the match still going on and everything. And I really thought it was funny that Mia Yim uh, hit the protect your neck during the commercial break. <laughs> and I almost missed it <laughs> because usually when I hear commercials, I kind of just tune out. But... Uh, yeah, uh, definitely the match was great. Pacing is a little, uh, probably a little off, just like with that slight hiccup with her doing her finisher during commercial break. But yeah, definitely a redemption from the Shayna Baszler match. Yeah, I noticed they did that picture of the picture. Uh, they did that definitely with um, the cha- the women's championship match too. They did that a mm-hmm. lot, and I'm like, ah, you know what I mean. And then they would go with the high like- spots. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Io Shirai was like you know, going for everything in this match, really beating the shit out of me, uh, Mia Yim <laughs> here. But uh, Mia Mia Yim looked resilient. Uh, she didn't like Io was beating her ass, but like Mia Yim wasn't looking weak in the slightest here. From there, you had Johnny Gargano versus Shane Thorne. Whew. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. I'm gonna let you go first about what you thought about that. Uh, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go after you. Take the floor. Um, I I will personally say I I watched AEW first before watching NXT, and I was just thinking like if this was going on at the same time as the MJF and uh Brandon Cutler match, they're basically the same thing. Um, Shane Thorne is. I don't, I don't, I don't even know why they bothered having him, uh, having this like two week feud. Like I don't really get it. Like Johnny Gargano, you need basically like Johnny Gargano, you need to get called up already. Like leave. And it's just like all right, but like what have you really done in NXT besides get your ass kicked by Authors of Pain? And it's just I don't really understand this feud at all. Like it, it just seemed kind of meaningless for Johnny to like be doing this. It's weird. The match was very whatever to me. So they're basically like with Shane Thorne, it's basically Johnny Gargano is if you're looking at Mortal Kombat, he's at the top of like like the tower for him. <laughs> yeah. He's beaten you know, Shane Thorne has beaten all these like NXT breakout guys, and then Johnny Gargano is kinda like the guy for him to go next. I thought Um Thorne kind of put up a good fight. Johnny Gargano won, of course. Um, I'm kind of with you as in where does Johnny go next? 
and like yeah, you they know, didn't try to set they didn't try to set anything up like post match or anything like that. Yeah, and I, I think that that's kind of a critique that will kind of go in is that like right now with three weeks of television, like NXT doesn't really have any angles. Like it, it has like loose angles, maybe like WWE 2K esque type, but yes. Um, like, a lot of stuff is just, like, up in the air right now. Yeah. So it felt like, you know, going into the second hour that it was like, oh, hey, Johnny Gargano's here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we want we want to get Johnny on the show because he's Mr. NXT. Uh, but I don't know where either Shane or Johnny goes after this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really... I'm like, okay, what do we do? Like, what do you yeah. do with both guys? Do you like keep uh, on feuding? Just or? like the match, uh, like the match after this, like, um, you know, somebody gets jumped towards uh, the post match. I definitely think, like, after this, probably like somebody like a Damian Priest or Dijak, Keith Lee, just somebody like bigger than uh, Gorgano, probably should have like, you know stepped up or like uh there's like a backstage segment where they try to set something up next for johnny but it was just like i beat shane thorn i'm nxt then you know next match like what what the hell was that so second hour uh a lot of picture in picture here but we had the women's championship match <laughs> between candice LeRae and Shayna baszler I thought it told a very good story with Candice being the endearing babyface, and Shayna obviously like plays the good bully role. Dominant She's heel. yeah, the dominant heel, <laughs> the good bully role. Like you know, it would have it back and forth where you know Shayna would kind of like get the best of her a little bit, and then Candice would have a little flurry. Of course, um, get, back, get beat right back down. Yeah, she gets beat right back down, but then. I liked how it's kind of how like every Shayna like the end of matches playing. She could put that clutch on from anywhere. So she yeah, it's like the easiest finisher to apply. <laughs> yeah. So like Candice hits the DDT, then she goes for that lion salt, and of course like Shayna moves out the way, and she gets her to tap after a little bit. Who? Where? Okay, so. I think everybody kind of saw Shayna winning, but yeah. where does she go next? That is the burning question here because it seems like she has beaten every single person, every single person. <laughs> yeah, she's beaten everybody in NXT. You know, uh, everybody's joking that you know she is going to be the NXT Women's Champion till I die and beyond. And you know what? I don't hate the thought of that after seeing this match. Like. I thought the match was fantastic. I just love seeing Shayna Baszler just, you know, lock in submissions and play with people's, like, joints and bones and stuff like that. Like, I just, I really like how Shayna wrestles. And if she's going to be, like, this dominant heel forever with the championship and give me cool matches like this, I don't really mind anymore. But it is weird. Like, where the like, a lot of the show is, like, where the hell, uh, what happens next? kind of stuff like what's going on yeah i was kind of like these matches were great like nxt matches are always great but mm -hmm. in recent weeks like last week and you know this show 
just like you said, I was kind of like, all right, where do we go from here? Like, what are what are the big angles going into November? I know we still got some time before war games, but like, what are we gonna do? Like, if we're on live television yeah, we're, now. We're you gotta build. You gotta build stories for us to kind of cling on. Um, they could. I mean, if you want to go that route and you want to go full circle, you could do Dakota Kai. I mean, you could yeah. go that hey, one. Hey, every, every, everybody's predicting Kai right now. Um, Somebody said Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are just like, all right, Balor's back. Then, like, what if we get Oscar? And I think, uh, uh, like, the Oscar, like, uh, you know, prediction just seems very, like, uh, reactionary to Finn coming back. You know, you get the longest reigning NXT champion, and then you get the longest reigning uh, women's uh, NXT champion. And I was just like, nah, I don't. I personally, I don't see it happening. Nor do I want to see it. Uh, I just, but like for real, I don't know where Shayna goes next. Uh, Dakota Kai would be full circle. Um, we could probably get like, uh, who, who uh, you know, just in the meantime, we could probably get a Leo, Vanessa Bourne. <laughs> yeah, I saw the tweets. Uh, I don't know about that. I <laughs> not 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 something like long lasting. Probably something that's like two weeks long until they write something up. You know, just something. So you got Bad and Bougie going against the uh, the three horsewomen and uh, like Aaliyah and and Vanessa kind of like getting a quick pin. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a tag team match between uh, the two tag teams and something. Aaliyah finally gets a win after God knows when. I can't. Oh, man. She's been there five years. I, I don't know when the last time she, <laughs> she picked up a win. No. Um, I, I made a joke. I, I said that you always know that it's about to be hour two or an hour two when Pete Dunn comes on. And that was no exception here because he fought against Danny Birch was a good change yeah. of pace. I for, thought for, for some reason, I don't, I don't know what was up with that. Yeah. Like it was, it was definitely a hard striking match. It, it definitely played to both Pete and Danny's um, strengths for that. Uh, Pete wins, but more, what is more yeah. notable about that? The post-match attack with Damian Priest. He hit he hit the reckoning, and then he just kind of did the hand-banging thing up in the ramp. And it, it looks like uh, they are going to get a feud there. The undefeated Damian Priest versus Pete Dunne. <laughs> um, why they set something up for Pete Dunne and didn't set anything up for Johnny? Yeah. That's actually a good... Uh, that's, a, that's a good point. I, I don't know. Like... Maybe Johnny is gonna go in a draft. I don't. You know what I mean? Um, like, uh, I don't. I don't really get why Pete Dunn. Uh, I don't get why Pete Dunn was facing Danny Birch. I definitely think uh, Danny Birch probably should have went against like. Uh, actually, no, never mind. Because uh, it was the fashion. Uh, it was Brizongo that came out yeah. uh, last week, right? Mm -hmm. For uh, Kushida. Yep. Uh, we probably should have got like a Tyler Breeze versus somebody from Imperial in the singles match. Um, Pete Dunn and Danny Birch. It just seemed like I don't. That seems something that should have happened like next week, you know, when they're not having this takeover. <laughs> so of course, um, to close out the night, shout out to Wale. Uh, shout out oh, to, yeah. to Johnny. We had the uh, tag team championship match between the undisputed era, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. 
versus the Street Profits. I think these guys work absolutely great together. Um, as I thought, uh, the Undisputed Era was going to win because I think it's about time for the Street Profits to move up to Raw. I yeah, mean, they've, for been, sure. they've been there for, it seemed like, two months. So I think it's time for them to move up. And this was a great sign-off for them. I'm, I'm excited to see what they could do on the main roster. I think that the main roster uh, crowd is definitely going to take. Uh, what do you think of the uh, closing match here? Keep in mind uh, that this was going head to head with the uh, six man with the AOW. Yeah, <laughs> um, this match is great. I don't think uh, Undisputed Era can have a bad match. Uh, you know, no matter what tag team dynamic is, uh, you know, if it's Kyle O'Reilly and Fish or Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. They just do really well, and Street Profits look great in this match. Uh, you know, um, Angelo Dawkins, I think he pairs very well with um, Montez Ford. You know, just like to, just a change of pace and style that they have. Like Montez Ford, you know, all the dives, all the uh, all the flips, very fast splash, and then Angelo Dawkins coming out with like you know like lariat spears, very uh, you know powerhouse moves and i thought it was really great and it worked really well in this match yeah i oh we gotta get to what ended the show undisputed air air celebrating of course why why would you not adam Mm -hmm. cole is on the ramp by himself all of a sudden yeah massive champa's uh music hits and they have a stare down he stares down goldie it is on fade to black. How'd you feel about nah. that return? I thought it's cool, but uh, it was said like a couple weeks ago on the A show. It's just like, you know, it's gonna take time for people to like, you know, to get to like love Champa again. Like I'm pretty sure like everybody just like loved the sight of him, but like, you know, I definitely think they should. Uh, they're going to be working towards something uh, week to week. And it just made me think, like, all right, so what the fuck did Balor come out for? <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't really understand. Yeah, I think you have to you have to build up Ciampa as a face, obviously, because he's going oh, against yeah. heels. So, like, what is face Ciampa going to kind of look like? And also, to your point about Balor, are they going to have a triple threat? Like... Are you going to have Ciampa versus Balor first? I do not want to see a triple threat with Balor, Cole, and (laughs) Ciampa. I don't, like, they're all, I think they're all great, fantastic wrestlers, but in my mind, that match does not go well. It it, it just seems super weird to me. Like, I don't know. Like, they definitely need to flesh out what's going on for the show. Like, I get that they're going up against AEW, and, you know, they had to, like, put on a banger. But, like, now there's, like, a lot of loose ends and, kind of, like, shit that kind of doesn't make sense. You know? They were, like, really playing into the moment. And I don't think that really helped them in this moment. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that they should do kind of, like, a number one contenders match between Balor and Ciampa. And then whoever does that goes against Cole because mm-hmm. it's just too damn crowded that way. Um, yeah, but like I don't, I don't want to see Champa lose. Yeah, I don't want. You know? Yeah, because yeah. like he he never lost the title. Like he had to relinquish it because he had to get neck surgery. It wasn't like anybody yeah, beat him. 
So it's just like I don't like I don't know like uh why 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 they set that up like the, the shit doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Cuz like like think about it like if you do war games, right? If you do Undisputed mm-hmm. Era, who would the four guys be? Um if if Riddle moves up, I guess it would be um Gargano, Balor, Ciampa, and maybe Dream. But, and maybe those four guys against those four guys. But, like, I don't know. Like like you said, like, they got a... They've had three weeks of loose threads, and they got to, like, start... Yeah. We got to start building <clears throat> stories. Like, I mean, otherwise, like, you're just having guys just having matches. Like, yeah, for real. They're just having matches right now. And, like, you know, I think... uh I don't want it to end, but I think like the Kushida and Walter shit is ending like next week. So it's just like, what is Kushida going to be doing for war games? Or what is like Imperium going to be doing for like, are they going to be even be a factor into war games? Is war games going to be five on five? Is it going to be, uh, you know, uh, like that one year, uh, where it's like, uh, three different teams. Yeah. Like, uh, like, what is the dynamic for war games is uh, gonna be this time around? Because right now everything is just up in the air, and I, I'm hoping like stuff gets fleshed out, and you know, NXT just doesn't get lost because there's a new challenger on uh, on the horizon. Yeah, they definitely have to sit down and kind of make some hard, kind of like some hard coded storylines here for us to like get hyped yeah. up. We're going to switch gears, and we're going to go to our friends at All Elite Wrestling. The Uh, first ever All Elite Wrestling Dynamite show happened on TNT, of course, built up. (laughs) A notable thing here, you have on commentary Jim Ross, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone coming back. Um, Oof. I, okay, Mm -mm. so my initial thought was Tony Schiavone was kind of there when Jim Ross kind of checks out. Like, he kind of, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> Excalibur's doing the play-by-play, but Tony Schiavone's there to add extra context because sometimes in the show, it seems like uh, like JR kind of, like, like where JR go? JR, like, for the past, I would say, two years now, three just doesn't do his homework. <laughs> like, uh, where where are the meetings where commentary just, like, comes together? Or, like, they check their notes and they just, like, you know, say stuff. Like, I don't know. Jim, Jim Ross just doesn't do it for me anymore. And, uh, like, him having him on commentary is, like, pointless. <laughs> so, Adam Cole and... Uh, Matt Riddle on one side. First match ever <laughs> for ALW is Cody versus Sammy Guevara. Um, Brandy's at ringside. And you know with Co- every Cody match, you're going to have some sort of bump with Brandy, which happened here. Um, she, she really be killing herself for him. That was insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a match, I, I thought this was... I thought it was okay. I thought it worked... Um, Cody kind of, like, plays the same hits as far as, like, physicality to me. 
Uh, they went out of the way to kind of like Sammy had a little nerves kind of starting off to me, but then he kind of yeah. really settled in. Um, they played up his cockiness a little bit, but he was able to show like that he was a high flower, more Dakota's uh, power. Um, whatever they, you can call his yeah, style. Yeah, whatever you call his <laughs> style. I think they're trying to build up like some sort of story. Like if you notice, if you watch like the Darby Allen match that uh, Cody is kind of like the old guy and he kind of has to like wrestle like the new guys. Because if you looked here, like he does a cradle for the pin. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Cody like, right now is having a lot of troubles, like putting dudes away and I just I just think that's weird for a dude that is basically undefeated in AEW <laughs> that the trope is that he can't put people away. Yeah, they even mentioned on com- a commentary about the the draw and they're like, "Well, if mm-hmm. Cody gets another draw, he might be out of the championship match." I'm like, "Wow, really? Like two draws kind of gets you out?" So that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they still are are trying to nail down what happens for like the standings thing so mm-hmm. after that tony Giovanni tries to interview cody Guevara pushes him then jericho and just basically beats the hell out of cody and it hits the code breaker commercial break goes commercial comes back oh, jericho oh is still God. beating cody up during the commercial break and then he powers jericho out has beat his ass from goddamn like the commercial breaks are pretty long for AEW um like uh much longer than what was going on on the NXT side so Jericho is beating the shit out of Cody for a very very long time and I think even when they come back from commercial break it's an like extra two minutes of him still beating the hell out of Cody and I thought it was I thought it was like excessive you know, especially for the ending of it, just to be the power bomb on the chairs spot, because the chairs don't even like collapse or like bend or anything, and then Cody just falls over and Jericho leaves. And then like, especially like we'll get to the end of the show. What happens there? Like my man yeah. Cody, like you know, like uh, you're know, just to kind of like touch on it real fast. Cody gets somehow recovers himself. And um, yeah, gets in full business. Comes back out for another another beatdown. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, definitely should have sold it. Shouldn't have been there. Uh, Let the Bucks get beat up, and you know, like where's Cody? And then you know, Cody's not going to come out because he's like still like messed up from the beatdown earlier. Is this a lot? AEW has like a weird pacing issue going on still. Oh, yeah. and I hope they really work that out. Oh yeah, it, it definitely shows in the middle of the show here. So after that, yeah. MJF comes out. He does his promo time, you know, making fun of the crowd. This is what he's gonna do. Um, I think that's what you're gonna get. Stop with giving him a mic. Please <laughs> stop giving him a mic. I, I, it's funny because like, some people I love can't. it. Um, I I can't handle the. You're a virgin, you're a nerd, you know, this uh, American Pie bully, you know, like, whatever the hell he's doing he's for, stickler. like, long. Yeah, basically, and, you know, there's, that shit doesn't work anymore, like, 
or like it doesn't get it doesn't get a, a positive reaction out of me. Like yes, he's a heel, but like I'm not like ooh that dastardous MJF. It's more <laughs> of just like all right, let's let's uh, l- speed it up here. Like haha, you know I live with my mom. Haha, all right, let's go. Come on, let's get the match going. <laughs> Oh, man. So he has this match with Brandon Cutler, which is super quick because I think Brandon got hurt. Uh, it, it should, it, yes. but like definitely with the knee. So they, they like went go home, go home. Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think if MJF was a more experienced or better wrestler, <laughs> um, he would have like seen that his uh, Cutler leg was really hurting and would have locked in a knee bar or something and not an arm bar to finish the match. Uh, but yeah, like, I definitely think if he would have went for the, uh, the knee bar, like some form of leg submission, that would have worked more into his heel strength, but, you know, he just was kind of like very generous (laughs) and then doing this weak ass, uh, arm bar. Yeah, I didn't get that either. I'm like, why don't you just exploit the leg? I mean, you don't even have to tweak it. You know, like, like. He'll sell it. Yeah. You could have got, you could have got, a f- like the whole arena would have been so upset, and you wouldn't even have to say a word. You know, like you would have been a decent heel. And you know what? He blew it. <laughs> so this is where we start in, in the show, where we start getting into the segments that kind of run a little too long. Uh, yeah, the segment went really long. So you got Kevin Smith and Jason Muse, who are hyping up Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Wait, uh, did this happen before the Obama stuff? Yeah, that, that happened I before. Forget. That happened right before. Okay, sorry. So, 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 so okay. yeah, you had two back-to-back segments. <laughs> so Two, like, I would say, like, 20 minutes of no wrestling, and they go back to a commercial break? That shit hurts. Yeah. So, Jack Evans and Angelo, like, interrupt them, and then Muse makes fun of them, and then Private Party comes out, and it has a drink with Smith and Muse. That was it. That was how to hype up the tag tournament. Yeah, for for some reason, um, Kevin Smith is hyping up, uh, you know, just getting some press about the movie uh, that they're doing, and Chris Jericho's in it. And he's just like, yeah, you know, Chris Jericho, kind of a bad guy, but, you know, he's in our film. (laughs) And then, you know, the camera doesn't even cut, music don't even play. Jack Evans and Angelico are coming out, and they're, like, screaming, like, Scott Steiner screaming. Like, I don't even know what they're saying. And then, like, Private Party comes out with drinks come up to front row. There's no seats for them, so I don't know where they're going to sit. And they're just like, oh, go away, and then segment over. Yeah, the the Private Party uh, comparisons to, uh, oh, man, like, it's going to happen. I don't... I don't yeah. want to uh, compare them to Street Profits. It's going to happen. But it being one tall dude, one <laughs> dude that's kind of like, start like same build, but like uh, as characters, I, th- I think they're completely different. Oh, yeah. And, and another funny thing is like behind Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, there are like mad empty seats. I'm like cameraman. The cameraman oh. <laughs> should have like shielded oh, that you can a see, little bit. Yeah. You can see the diversity in that crowd uh, when they get a a, a close up on Kevin Smith and uh, the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of neck beards. Uh, we uh, <laughs> so after that, you get another segment with SCU, 
they they filmed Scorpio does an Obama impression. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah was actually I, pretty I was good. actually entertained. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. Um, so they had it. They filmed it a, a, a kind of promo, and then they went into the building. And they announced that Kaz and Daniels are going to be the tag team that represents them. And then the Lucha Brothers come in and they do a promo and then they brawl. That's kind of that's another that thing that was awful. <laughs> I I I don't get it. Where you know they do the vignette and then they have them on the ramp, just saying stuff. Like I don't really get it. Why that? Why have the vignette and then come back to them cutting another promo? You know, yeah, yeah. If you were gonna, if you were gonna have the brawl, you could have just skipped the whole. You know, unfortunately, we would have missed out on a great Obama, uh, Obama impression, but you could have just cut that out. Like, oh, DC sucks, DC sucks, and then you know, you cut back to them talking about, yeah, we're gonna win the tag team tournament, then brawl. Like, I, I, I just don't get it. Two straight talking segments, but we go into. Uh, Pac and Hangman Page. Um, this was the match. I forgot that this match happened. <laughs> so this is uh, okay. They actually had a full match here because uh, you know the story mm-hmm. where like Pac didn't come, and then they did it overseas, and it was a DQ. I think yeah, Pac definitely came off as a star here, and he elevated Hangman Page. Um, yeah. Um, Jay. I mean. Uh... Hangman Page, I like when he loses, because uh, he looks he he looks good in defeat. Um, similar to my thoughts on Jay White during this G one, like having really good matches and not coming across as this world you know beater, like I think it actually worked well to his strengths because all summer we had to deal with you know unstoppable Hangman Page and like this push that is kind of like undesirable. You know, so I do think he looked really good in defeat here. Yeah, and I think the right guy went over. Like you know what I mean? Like you, you, yeah, don't, you don't bring you don't bring pay, uh, pack over for him to lose. You know what I mean? Um, from there, Britt Baker comes out, and then we get into the women's championship match. What do you th- What do you think about that belt? I think it was like, honey, uh, I shrunk the belt. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are just like. You're not used to the belt, so you know you're not really like accustomed to it, so you won't like it. But it just, it just looks cheaper than the uh, the title that Jericho has. Like it has significantly less plating. It doesn't, you know, it's not shiny. <laughs> like is is definitely like uh their remaining budget definitely went towards it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nyla Rose and Riho, you you had the classic David versus Goliath. Even though it seemed like Rio had like some extra <laughs> extra action. She was in. The, she was Goliath in this shit. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like she was the Goliath because um, Nyla does a splash. Riho just no no sells it. Um, Riho does. Rhea is uh, is beating the hell out of her. Like uh, <laughs> her strikes are like doing damage. Yeah, like she does like two um, knees the- and knocks. Uh, Nyla completely out of the ring. Yeah. Um, Nyla only has, like, two, like, moments of displaying her strength. And then besides that, it's her, you know, selling a lot for Riho. 
And I was just like, ah, uh, that doesn't go too well. And then the, there was that weird chair spot. I was just, Nyla, <laughs> you, you are significantly more stronger than Riho is, despite, like, how much you're letting, like, how much offense you're letting her get in. You do not need a chair. You did not need those chairs. And it backfired, but it was just like, you, what are we doing here? <laughs> so, uh, Riho kind of does her own version of the Kinshasa and uh, beats Nyla yeah. Rose. She's your first ever clean. clean. Yeah, she beat the giant clean. Uh, I would say, to me, uh, this is kind of best match on the show, I think. By yes, a little bit. I, I did like this match a lot. Um, the crowd loved it, and she's your first mm-hmm. women's champ. You got to get into the post-match uh, because... Michael Nakazawa almost dies. Uh, so he I, he comes out and does the promo, right? And then very very weird promo because it makes it seem like they didn't want Riho to speak. Like I don't know if she's like uh, what her English is like, but it was just like they had him come out, and then he was just like, "This is for the Japanese fans" or something like that. And then you know she, she doesn't say a word into the microphone. Like, Nyla Rose just comes back and tries to kill him. So Nyla tries to do a powerbomb, almost drops him on his neck, and then gets the powerbomb, right? Then Kenny mm-hmm. Omega comes out and, and gets the save and, and does it on Riho. I've... There's two schools... I don't... I, I didn't get that part. There's two schools of thought here because commentary did kind of play up that, like, Riho is, like, a friend of Kenny Omega. I get that. But mm-hmm. if you're trying to, like... We've talked about it. If you're trying to build up a women's division, then why wouldn't you have a Keep woman? Keep the men out of it. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you have, like, a why woman didn't come Brit, down? Brit, why didn't Britt Baker, that is literally <laughs> on commentary, come out and try to, like, do something about it? You know? Um, they definitely, like, I don't know what they're planning on doing with Nyla Rose going uh, from here on out, but... Similar to NXT, they kind of just, like, left the women's division, like, you know, uh, barren or, like, open-ended because there's not a second women's match on the show. Um, There's a dark match amongst women, but I definitely think there should have been a match before to, you know, probably establish a number one contender and then have them be on commentary, whoever won that match. Yeah, not only was it weird to have Britt on commentary and not do anything to come save, they had Britt... In the dark match, she she was in a tag uh, with Allie going against uh, your favorite uh, B Priestley and um, uh, Penelope, Penelope, Ro- Penelope Ford. So like, I'm like, all right, are you building to Nyla Rose versus Kenny? Like, what is, what is going on here? There, yeah, basically, there is four women on this show. That is it. Um, where do the women go on from here? I have no idea. Probably should have set something up where probably Britt Baker comes out and then B. Prissy comes out because, you know, she hates Britt Baker. And then, you know, have a brawl amongst the women or something, you know? Yeah. And, and, and but, it's like they did the, the video package showing why Britt hate uh, B. And B's nowhere to be found. Yeah! I was just like, uh, why didn't they do anything with that? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> they show 
they show Britt Baker, who's not in the match, getting her ass beat, but she's doing commentary. So, like, what are we doing here? (laughs) (laughs) So, your main event, uh, I thought this was kind of puzzling, too, that uh, Kenny and the Young Bucks come out to the Being in the Elite song. Um, No, it's not puzzling. You know why. All their fans and whoever the hell actually watches that show are in the building. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that being their theme song when they come out is god awful. Um, <laughs> there, uh, uh, the all lead theme songs are, I mean, yeah, not too rare. very stock music. So they yes. So it's the elite versus Chris Jericho and Santana and Ortiz, otherwise formerly known as LAX. Um, they're having a match, and I mean the Bucks. Listen, the Bucks are great. They do what they do, and they were kind of like getting it with Santa, Santa and Ortiz. And then yeah. Omega is kind of doing something, and then uh, while John Moxley appears, and then in the middle of the match, they start having this like uh, false count anywhere awesome. brawl, which yeah. it was weird because the brawl was great, but it seemed like all the stuff stopped in ring for the brawl to finish. And the big thing where Moxley does dirty deeds uh, into Kenny into a glass table, and then that kind of ended. So, what did you? Yeah, I, what did you think about that? I, I liked it. Uh, I, I I liked the brawl, but like uh, the brawl basically taking away from all the attention that is going on in the ring, which it is going on because the cameraman cuts back <laughs> and the young bucks are doing stuff. But they quickly cut right back to the brawl. I thought they were going to do like a picture-in-picture thing, but no. Um, the brawl kind of like soaks up all the attention. And it, it's kind of like the beach ball at any WWE event, you know? Like anybody that was in that section of the crowd that could see the brawl are like completely <laughs> distracted like, what? from what's going on in the ring. Yeah. Because I... ima- imagine you're watching the shit in the ring or, you know, you're like uh you're in, like, the platform far, like, you can't even see it, and you're watching the shit in the ring, and then you go on Twitter, and you see, oh, man, he did, a, like, a DDT on the table. I was there, and I couldn't see a damn thing. <laughs> I hope it was on screens. I felt like they did the picture-in-picture picture too late, because uh, as Kenny and, and John were brawling, the match, the, the stuff with the Bucks and Jericho and Santana Ortiz completely stops. So it's like, all right, why do you have the picture in picture? So that stops, and they keep on having the match. Um, the Bucks try to do. They the, cut the commercial break. Yeah, there. then they cut the commercial break. I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Like the little cool down stuff. Um, the Bucks, you know, they try to rally. They hit the hot tag with Nick. Nick is great. At, Nick Jackson is great at doing that. He, he does. A, I. I love that spot so much where he's like doing the kicks and then both the turnbuckles, double knees, and then uh, doing a double, uh, what is it, running bulldog? Yeah. Uh, I love that spot. Since since he did it in like a match in New Japan against the Briscoes, I like love that spot ever since. I thought he was the MVP in that ladder match. I thought he was was great here. Mm -hmm. Um, Jericho kind of intercepts with the code breaker. Then he does the, he's actually going to do this. Uh, he does the Judas effect. And, yeah, uh, the tag the tag team Judas effect where uh, 
Santana Ortiz basically like Irish whip him into the elbow. And then Yeah. So <laughs> lame. So they get the pin and they win. And that is not all, friends, because Team Jericho's beating everybody up. Then Cody, mm-hmm. fully dressed, comes down and makes the save. Yes. Sammy comes out after him and gives him a low blow. Dustin Rhodes comes out and makes a save. Oh, and then... Why? Yeah, yeah. It's like Dustin's like, all right, my brother, I got to go get him. Then Jack Hager, otherwise known as Jack Swagger, comes out. Now, the cameraman goes really <laughs> tight on his face a lot. I'm like, get yeah. everybody else in the yeah. ring. Like, I, like that's great. He's intense. And commentary t- tells about that. But people are literally getting beat up and we can't see it. So yeah. he beats up Cody and the Bucks. Then he does, like, the powerbomb to Dustin onto a table that doesn't break. And then Jericho <laughs> does the Judas effect. Uh, you know, Excalibur's like, that's Judas effect! And then, presumably, we have a new heel stable. Um, I'll just call them Judas from, from now on here. Um, <laughs> it's it's um, weird knowing, like, you know, Hager's... Your heel faction without MJF or any other heel. Like, uh, it is... um. Is Jimmy Havoc a fa- uh, a heel? Like I don't know what they're doing with uh, a lot of people that were assigned to AEW are not on this first show, which is weird. But like, I don't know. Like, what what is what are all the heels that are on the show? Like, is it M- it's MJF and everybody that's in the ring right now or at that point? Uh, Joey Janela wasn't even on the show. Uh, Luchasaurus mm-hmm. and Jungle yeah. Boy weren't wasn't on the show either. Uh, um, the Dark Order aren't on the show. The best friends aren't on the show. Private, well, private party that they were drinking, but um, yeah, yeah. So now you have like this new heel stable with Hager. I guess they're building up Hager and Dustin Reynolds. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think, I don't think uh, it's going to be a faction. I just think it's just displaying who all the heels are. I hope they're not a faction. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess, yeah, I, I mean, of course, and there's no secret now, Cody and Jericho is definitely going to happen. Like, you wouldn't do that closing segment um, without oh, doing that yeah. unless and then have Cody lose and then like, oh, it's Jericho versus, you know, um, Marco Stunt for the title. You know what I mean, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, I thought hopefully, oh, well, I would just say hopefully we don't see Cody on the next show. Um, I don't think there's a chance. Or like he doesn't have, uh, he doesn't have a match on the next show. Let me say that. I think you'll see him in an angle, but there's no chance in hell that he'll never not be on a show. I don't think. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like with this wins and loss thing going on, like let's try to keep away from like the number one contender like having matches and then just beating up dudes for like, you know, like yeah, you could build momentum, but Sammy Guerrero is the momentum. Yeah, let's kind of like stop it there. So, oh, actually, wait. Sorry. No, uh, when is full gear? It's November. Here, okay. Here's a funny story about full gear. It's the same day as a New Japan thing, and they're literally mm-hmm. both in. Yeah, um, and, uh, it's November 9th. so it's the same. It, November 9th. Yeah. You think that they can keep Cody from like uh, singles matches? 
uh, till then? He's got to have one more, and I think he's got to have. Uh, if you're going to have like that loose stable, uh, he's got to mm-hmm. he's got to face somebody there. He's got to get one more win. I think. I don't know if you can completely <laughs> keep him off. Like he's either going to have to be in a tag with his brother again against uh, a combo mm-hmm. of Sammy Guevara uh, or or LAX or Sammy Guevara and Hager, or you, you're mm-hmm. going to have to kind of window dress a little bit for a month until you get the full sale. I mean, I mean, not full sale, uh, full gear. My yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I'm like full sale. Uh, um, I'll just wait till next week. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't feel. <laughs> I'm not gonna fantasy book AEW, especially on like their first, uh, their first show. They might actually, but, uh, t- definitely. They might actually take ideas. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let me just send a DM and hopefully they take it. All right, so for our closing takes here, uh, the ratings came out a few hours ago. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as we kind of predicted, you know, it's the hot it, AOW is the hot commodity. It's its first show. So, AOW had 1.4 uh, million viewers, which NXT, which had, uh, uh, I would say. 891,000 viewers, so they said it's down 11% from last week's show. That's kind of expected because you had, uh, of course, ALW, and then you had um, baseball playoffs. So the coveted 18 to 49 demographic, Dynamite got 878 viewers to NXT's 404 viewers. That is, uh, wow. That's actually pretty... Um, mm. that that is kind of a telegraphic uh, there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. It so definitely, AOW is kind of it, it. What's telling will be second week, but AOW is definitely grabbing the young people. Um, if you look at the breakdown of viewership from NXT from three weeks, September eighteenth, one point one seven nine million viewers. Uh, September 25th, these are both one hours on USA. Uh, One million viewers, and then it's down to 891,000. So, I mean, it's not a... It's like... Okay, it's not a bad drop. It's not too too bad of a drop. I think a lot of people are kind of like sounding the alarm because they got 1.4. But to me... That demographic number is very telling to me. Like they're they're AOW is one in the male demographic, like handily, like uh, like even like South Park, Sports Center, and <laughs> um, American Horror Story uh, beat NXT. Uh, of course, the wild card game was going to be NXT, but AOW held strong. Uh, with that demographic and also the women demographic, which is and which is weird because uh, you know what I mean? Wild, because there's only one, there's only one, on yeah. one women's match on the show. Well, so the, I mean, NXT um, did have one, but like, what are your thoughts on the overall rating? No, NXT had two. Oh, yeah, you're right. They had two. Yeah, they had EO, uh, EO and Mia, and EO, then Mia. Candice and, and Shayna. The championship. So that's kind of, yeah. yeah, I'm like, hmm. That's weird. So, what do you think about the overall ratings? Um, 
I'm not a ratings expert, <laughs> but uh, just the reaction of a lot of people, like, oh, like, NXT's finished. Like, no, let's relax. <laughs> like, that. that's really all I can say. Like, uh, somebody mentioned earlier, it was just like, what would what would uh, consider what would be a failure for AEW's first uh, numbers? And I said, if it's lower than NXT's for a uh, f- first show on USA, you know that's an L. But they exceeded that, and good for them. Um, they won a ba- uh, they won the first battle in this Wednesday Wednesday Night Wars. People think they won the war, but, you know, we know war goes on for at least a couple years. <laughs> so, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to be, like, NXT's finished or anything, you know? Unless AOW is doing an Eric Bischoff where they're beating him for 80-plus weeks, I, I don't think that, like, an overall <laughs> thing here. Um, I think we all expected this. Like, we all expected AOW to win. I think it's definitely yeah. a... Um, I just want to say, like... I don't think the NXT didn't drop off a big amount. You know what I mean? Like it's 1.1 mm-hmm. to almost 900,000, you know? And I think both shows definitely need to kind of get their feet wet with angles before we even kind of judge. Um, yeah. Main- and I think NXT really needs to get it together because this is their third, this is their third week. So um, when NXT used to just be on the network, you know, you could skip it whatever like not nothing nothing really was happening taping the taping or you could just like read all the spoilers and you'll be fine but like now it's just like what let's start getting a lot story heavy you know yeah let's start like building guys up again and kind of like building stories that we can kind of like hang on to from week to week and that's for alw too like you know what i mean like yeah. it can't just be yeah this goes for both of them yeah it can't just be like all right man we're just gonna have matches with our best wrestlers and just kind of throw them in and because that doesn't work yeah you're not going to retain viewership that way so like <laughs> and you've seen it with nxt because uh personally uh was it quality wise i thought nxt was the better show but it generated less viewers yeah so what do you it is what it is. Story, uh, story shit is what's gonna get them far. So, like, this is week we have presumably survived the first Wednesday night of Wednesday night wars. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts that you have? Are you? I'm excited. I'm excited that <laughs> and I think everybody, every wrestling fan, wins in this. Like. It's going to spurn. Yes. AOW is going to eventually, especially with the statement that the WWE put out, it's going to spurn NXT to want to put on better shows and vice versa. They're going to want to, yeah. you know, they're going to want. It's gotten wrestling fans excited again, which is a good thing. So, yeah. like, final thoughts. So like, what do you think? Um, so, everybody is basically saying a lot of stuff about uh, alternatives. And WWE has has its alternatives, but it being under the WWE umbrella is sort of like, in a, you know, they kind of like view it as a monopoly. And like now that AEW is around, you know, they're basically fighting for us now. So both of these people are going to have equally good products. 
and trying to like win us over. So obviously the consumer wins when there's a new person on the arise. So me a consumer, I'm winning because you know there's a lot more wrestling and there's an actual like n- newer alternatives going on now. Uh, people that are just like WWE is over, WWE is done. Let's hold our horses. Let's relax. When has a battle ever been finished in like you know one night? They prefer they premiere on Fox tomorrow. Like yeah, <laughs> like, like they premiere the Rock how is was coming that, back like, tomorrow. Like how how is WWE done when they're literally going to be like on Fox and then you know the narratives around that is going to be whatever if they don't get the proper viewership. But from my standpoint or the points I'm going to be taking on this show is you know I'm I'm not gonna be too worried about viewership i just want quality product same that's that's kind of all i want to you know what i mean like i just want good wrestling i just want good stories yeah the last thing i want to do week for week is you know debate ratings and you know both these shows stink yeah you know like like I'd rather just talk numbers instead of then reviewing both these shows that kind of stink. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't think that ratings are kind of indicative of quality of the show, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think a lot of people have said, you know, NXT had the better wrestling, but, like, maybe AOW kind of had the better show, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the better spectacle, we'll say. But I def- Yeah, I've seen people disagree with that, but it's whatever. It's all personal preference. Uh I just want to see good wrestling, and I don't, I don't care which show puts it on. If it's both of them, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So entertain us, please. Um, yeah. Th- yes. Fight for my love. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like a brother and sister fighting for their parents' love. Um, yes. Yeah. So that does it for us here. This is our first war report. I'm excited to do this with. Uh, Cyrus every single week. It's going to be a fun time. Um, It's going to be the funnest of times and then the worst of times because it's going to get real bad when both these products suck at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, like if AOW uh, decides to bring the librarian back on. Yeah, like, you know, that those slow weeks in wrestling. And if both of them are slow, oh my lord. (laughs) Postmania, like, that that was a drag. That was a definite stuff, stuff like that. But like when they both like, oh my god! Like, what is WrestleMania weekend gonna look like next year? You know, insanity. And it's just insanity. It's, it's gonna be some crazy stuff. Like, so I guess you know, everybody save your money up because you got two major <laughs> organizations, <laughs> and and I guess you got Impact coming to uh, Tuesdays at the end of the month, and you got MLW. Like, it's just. Wrestling all around. It's just a good time to be a, a wrestling of, fan. A lot of stuff. Just like there is no short of a content. Yeah, so don't complain. Like there's no good wrestling involved. Like there's literally wrestling everywhere for <laughs> everybody. Stardom, uh, uh, New Japan, uh, and just something for everybody. Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate. all uh, you know, CML Triple A, which we did a, a review Spot on colors. on Spot Colors. Yeah, like. Trust me, there's a lot of wrestling out there. So, if you're not feeling uh, the Wednesday Night Wars, <laughs> yeah, but we hope you do because we want you to. Of course, we want yeah. you to listen every <laughs> week. Um, 
yeah, that does it for me and Cyrus. Of course, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live. Of course, we have a new episode of the A Show up. These guys had to switch to Wednesday night because the whole entire schedule shifted. Because with SmackDown being on Fridays, <laughs> of course, we have SmackDown and uh, Hell in a Cell coming up on Sunday. Uh, give us a follow. We have new episodes of So Help Me God. Uh, we just had a new Mount Silver, Mount Silver uh, spot callers yeah. that myself and uh, Cyrus did about Triple Mania. Uh, new playlist. There's just something for everybody at RNC Radio Live. <laughs> so go give us a follow. Give us a listen. For myself and for Cyrus, thank you for listening to us and joining the War Report, and we will see you back here again next week.